Welcome back to the Bad Venture Club. Bad Venture, Bad Venture Club. Club. <laughs> yeah, it just needs to be like one hit, like a guitar hit. Yeah. I think that could be good. Like a cool 90s. Yeah. Aerosmith, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was good. <laughs> Mouth guitar. I, that was that almost was like a Carlos Santana and it was better. Thank you. <laughs> It's a tabletop role-playing podcast where we get together every week and play Dungeons & Dragons in the fantasy realm of Alf Sears. I'm Cade Larson, and I'm your Questmaster. I'm Sadie, and I play Esme. I'm Jordan, and I play Chris. I'm John, and I play Cal. I'm Skylar, and I'm Alistair. Uh, and this and week... together, we are... <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> with our powers combined. <laughs> are you trying to force it in? Like when planet. Sadie was like... Yeah, like we're some kind of club. Or well, something. I said, should we no, start a club? What are we, some sort of bad venture club? <laughs> what are we, some sort of suicide squad? Wait. <laughs> Cringe. <laughs> Which anyway. one of the suicide squad are we? I'm Will Smith. <laughs> I'm the weasel. Was that his name? Yo! <laughs> I've never seen the suicide squad. I'm the guy, I'm the javelin guy who died. Javelin? <laughs> javelin. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely Margot Robbie. Oh wait, no. Oh, can okay. I be? I'll be Margot Robbie. Can I be, be Pete Davis's character? Doesn't he? Oh yeah, Black Blackguard. Yeah, more like. Oh, I think I'm thinking of Deadpool too because I was thinking of Alexander or not Alexander. What's other Skarsgård? Alexandria Ocasio Car- <laughs> <laughs> Cortez. No, AOC was uh, in Deadpool too. Yeah, she falls into a tree shredder and. No, uh, someone falls. That's what happens to. That's what happens to Bill Skarsgård. Is they're parachuting and he yeah. lands in a tree shredder, whatever those are called. Yeah, he does. A wood chipper sucked up. A wood yeah. chipper. That's what that's it is. the one. No, it's yeah. not AOC. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is our Dungeons and Dragons podcast. <laughs> Uh, about Dungeons and Dragons and not politics. <laughs> Definitely not. Or Deadpool. <laughs> this is our Deadpool 2 fan cast. <laughs> our, fa- our fan fiction podcast. <laughs> Are we going to do a fact about ourselves? Yeah. Why don't you guys tell me what all of your characters' favorite color is? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't first. have anything like real. Sadie, obviously. Yeah. You know the. I know. Um, you know the drill. Esme has two favorite colors and it's pink and black. Ooh. Makes sense. So that's why she keeps her hair pink most of the time. Does she know why she likes pink? It's pretty. Okay. She's simple. Belt. What about? Cops. <laughs> 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 I'm so sorry. Are you sure you don't want a cop drop? I have one. Oh, okay. <laughs> every time, every time you guys make me laugh, it like <laughs> it agitates my lungs. All right, this is gonna be boring from now on. Yeah, quit being so funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you guys quit. No being jokes. So funny. Okay, okay, no more jokes. No Bus more club, another club. <laughs> Chris's favorite color is a very serious color. <laughs> And that color is. Are you trying to remember the colors? Yeah, I was trying to think of all the colors there are. There's lots. Roll, roll for colors. I was gonna say like bronze because that's in his name. Like bronze. Bronze foot. is a good. That's color. a no nonsense like color. His color. That's a no nonsense color. You think color. it would be bronze, but it's not though. He likes gold because he's a thief. <laughs> I like gold. Also a no nonsense. The taste color. of it. The smell of it. Yeah, yeah. He likes the taste and smell of it too. Ew. Okay, what about Cal? Cal's favorite color is blue. Okay. It's like the crystal uh, clear waters of the dragon pool. Oh, very cool. Alistair? Uh, Alistair's favorite color is yellow. It's yellow. Nice. Why? Um, because of sunshine. Because he doesn't get to see it a lot in the mountaintops. It's always windy and snowy and shitty. So. Okay. Those are like, terrible like weather patterns. A cool place. <laughs> yes. I wish I was there. I hope it's one of the windier, stormy days today, and not that other one. <laughs> I just imagine. I just imagine uh, a young Alistair looking out his window, like Annie from Orphan Annie. <laughs> it's a hard knock. So not as Annie. <laughs> I know. No, her full name was Orphan Annie. <laughs> Only was orphan, it was. orphan Annie, Annie Orphan Warbucks. Annie <laughs> Annie Orphan Annie Warbucks eventually right 
Nay, uh, orphan. But I remember her singing some song about the sun. <laughs> <laughs> some song. It's not very famous. Fun fact, Alistair is also an orphan, so that's fitting. Oh, you know. shoot. Right? Something about the sun it's coming all, out all eventually. All the dots are connecting right now. Anonically, Alistair's Annie hair. Was based on. <laughs> Annie was based on the sorcerer. Alistair. Connect- canonically, when uh, Alistair was a baby boy orphan, he had red afro. Red afro. <laughs> <laughs> red afro. He was played by Before Shirley Temple. White skin. Uh, <laughs> now blue. Cade, what's hair. your favorite color? My favorite color is also blue. Oh. What shade of blue? Like this shade of blue. Oh, the That's one that nice everyone song. can see listening. He, for, um, you, for, those, <laughs> for you listening, it's blue. Go watch No Bummers and then you'll know what color blue it is. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was going like Is that cyan? Is that the color? Mm. Cerulean? No, is it a, is it a turquoise? I'd say it's a pretty traditional blue. It's sort of it's like sort a, of a, like a brighter blue. Yeah, it's, it's royal. Like, if you're it's thinking like a, blue, it's you're like a probably thinking blue, of this you know? blue. Yeah, when you think of blue, it's probably that one. It's a man's Whatever blue, blue like you think of. No, I like all blues. John is going to give us, uh, read us our club notes, club meeting notes from last time. I, I deserve that for my shenanigans. All right. Hey, it's me, John, uh, club treasurer, um, here with our minutes from last week. So last time on our way to Dinsmite, on our way to secure their fragment of the dragon sword as part of our employment, we ran into an old flame, maybe, of our good friend Alistair. I don't know if she was a flame. Definitely not a flame. <laughs> ew. <laughs> Girls, ew. <laughs> they have cooties. So we ran into a, a good friend uh, from Alistair's bounty hunting days named Taffy Lee Fubbins. <laughs> Uh, who who was conventionally attractive, but uh, Cal didn't know that. Anyway, so she invited us on, a, on an opportunity to help her uh, take out some bad folks named Dirty Mike and the boys who had been raising havoc in the local area for the townspeople. Almost everyone thought it was a good idea to help her. Uh, so democratically, we, look at Chris. <laughs> we made a choice to go help. Uh, we found Dirty Mike and his boys. Some of them ended up being uh, not boys. Mm-hmm. And things got a little funky. Things got a little wild. We got loud. And we got loud. Let's get loud. And uh, we, we took them all down. With the, with the eventual help of Taffy Lee Fubbins, we defeated... Minimal help. <laughs> <laughs> we she killed at least one. At least one. killed three. Once with a cool boomerang shot. How many did you kill? I killed. I killed. Kill. He killed. He killed Dirty Mike. Dirty Mike. I'm the one who put in all the work, and he caught the kill shot. I killed the titular Mike. Say say titular right. again. Titular. <laughs> yeah. So we, we all put it. We all need to go around and say. Yeah. That. Let's get one titular from everyone. Pass. You guys have maybe seen Sadie, too many things tonight. Sadie, say titular, please. Titular. Anyways. Titillating. <laughs> okay, that's not Stop the saying. word. That was a little crass, Cade. Titillating is a word. It is, but it's not the word we're saying. Anyway. Anyway, everybody put in a great effort. Alistair did some sick combos. Uh, Sadie did, or excuse me, uh, it's all just blending together, isn't it? Esme, our days of our lives, Esme did some sick bonking and some sick uh, burns. Mocking. Some good mocking. And, uh, and, you know, good old, good old uh, Chris, you know, he was just hiding and jumping out and, and sneak attacking and what have you. And gosh, dang it, we sure did the thing and we got them all and got paid and there might've been some stealing, but you know, it, that's how it goes. And here we, we are. Deserved, deserved stealing. Uh, objection. <laughs> I think she you called him little three times. Yeah. He is little. She okay, did it. Well, in now a, you're going to be stolen she from. She had a tone. He's going to steal was, from me. There was a tone. There was a tone. Yeah. And I would it's okay ne- if he says he's little. Yeah, I would never oh. say. I would never. S- yeah. See, Cal is learning these things. Yeah. And that's where we're at, Cade. I'm going to cut all of that out. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> hey, Cade, this is me, Jordan, just talking to you while you're editing. <laughs> How you doing? You're doing a great job, man. Hey, Cade, we appreciate you. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Uh, all right. So you just made it back to the trail and you continue down through the wooded areas towards 
the mountainside. After a short time, you <laughs> you make it to the side of the mountain where there's kind of a large clearing, um, and you can see a huge stone carved door leading into the side of the mountain. And then there's also some spots where you can tell people have like camped and things like that. C- can we take a, a camp rest? You sure can. What time of day is it? It's evening. You guys have been traveling for a while, plus you had that short little detour. Can we say that we've already taken a long rest then in our time? We just, what? We, we left the fight <laughs> and then we walked to the side of the mountain. What? <laughs> oh. So now would make sense. We have been getting there. Um, yeah, it's like you've been walking all but day. But we have like our hit points all back already or not? Well, is that... Are you gonna take a rest yeah i think we should take a rest let's hey guys let's set up camp here okay (laughs) might as well uh so you guys set up camp for the night you don't have to but is there anything you guys want to talk about as a group or do you want to just fast forward so can we all agree that taffy leaf ovens was real (laughs) real b word (laughs) oh she she uh she's very particular Nothing's changed. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, and also she like called me short <laughs> lots of times. And there was a tone. So yeah, she definitely has a tone. And yeah. I did a lot of the work. Yeah, you did. That we No, I'm saying on jobs we've done in the past, I did a majority. Of I the bet work. you did. She seems like one to like not even roll initiative on the first the first round. You <laughs> Just kind of really? hang around for the first round of initiative. <laughs> really take a, a little break. I did notice that she seemed to take her time before engaging with the rest of us. But Chris, is it offensive to refer to your people as little or short? If you have a tone, well, what would a to- tone sound like? Uh, like this, like what 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 was the line that she said i don't know she probably called you like my little friend or something my like little that. it was like <laughs> my little buddy she's like Shh, short piece of shiz it's what she said i understand I, i'm gonna as Kate, the like, editor i'm gonna insert a couple of clips of what tabby lee Bowens actually said to chris you'll hear the tone <laughs> says now there little stink bug i don't mean any harm by that <laughs> well i'm sorry little man but uh i do appreciate the help everyone was here so anyway kel's taking notes anyway i think i'm just like i'm on edge guys because don't take it personally she's yeah well, she <laughs> nothing sucks. personal she kid sucks pretty bad but I'm on edge because I know this mission we're going on, it could potentially lead to me finding something out about my dad. So I did want to ask you, why were you in such an urgency to get out of there when we got this mission? So the reason why I'm out here as an adventurer is to, to find my dad. He, uh, me and him were looking for these artifacts and he told me stories about him all growing up and he left and he was looking for these artifacts from the war. And then Are you I saying your about, father was looking for the, the pieces of the dragon blade? I don't know. He just knew, we just knew that they were secret, like lost artifacts from the war. And he would always tell me bedtime stories about him, about these legends. And I don't know when I heard, uh, the vizier piece talk about it. I was like, it's the first clue that I've ever like found since he went missing. So, anyway, this you is know just like where he went or where he was headed when he went missing. Nope, just that he went off to go find him, whatever those artifacts were. And, and he left you alone to do that. Well, he said he would be back. <laughs> oh, he did. <laughs> he wasn't looking for the enchanted milk, was he? <laughs> He went to Gobby Lobby for some enchanted milk. <laughs> but he left you alone with no caretaker? What? How old? <laughs> no, I'm, I was I was 16 when he left. And and how old are you now? None of your business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just trying to... to, to I, I apologize. No, it's okay. That was four years ago. So I was still at home with my mom. But anyway... 
some trouble came back to our hometown and they said that it was because of my dad. They said, this is Ronan Bronsfoot's fault. Like, this is why this is happening to your, your village. Well, anyway, happening to your village. I don't know how much do you want me to say about this gate in canon? Pop off, queen. Pop off, we're asking you about it. Um, I mean, how much are you comfortable with sharing, you know? Just some bad people came in to the village. Dirty Mike and the boys. Was it Dirty Mike and the Boys? Be honest. No, I'm still trying to work it out. Was it Mike and the Dirty Boys? It was Mike and the Dirty Boys, the famous recording. Well, I think it's safe to say that maybe maybe that's what he was searching for. And maybe in doing this, or completing this quest or this mission, we may find some more information about your dad. Yeah. I just, just wanted to apologize, clear the air. That's why I'm feeling a little antsy because this is like the first opportunity that I've like the first real clue I've found to like where he might be at. Chris, I mean no disrespect. I just hope that you proceed with with caution. I mean, again, we we know that these artifacts are incredibly dangerous in exploring. If, if this is truly what your father was after, you may in inadvertently in, in exploring his travels, you may learn some things about your father that you might not be entirely comfortable with. I hope you're prepared to face that potential reality. I'm ready. You may also not even find him. Okay, well that's a little <laughs> a little disheartening. I could have gone without that, but you know, I'm ready for, for all aspects of this. You know, that's why I'm out here. Just don't set yourself up for too much disappointment. Chris just nods. Absolutely. Starts crying, rolls over and starts crying. <laughs> Cal opens back. Cal opens his hands for a group hug. <laughs> he he accepts. <laughs> Reluctantly. I don't know if anyone else and just goes. come in and come in for the hug. Esme's just there chilling. She's been quiet, but she's in for the hug. Nice. <laughs> for Esme, the ass. Esme, what's Switch. your story? <laughs> well just I've some performing bard that gets pulled in on a mission to find weapons of war what how does that fit in yeah that's that's fair and i i definitely have some information i should share with you guys i just i was waiting to see if i could trust you and you know what i'm gonna make a decision to trust you guys you know what lucy said really meant a lot to me and i think it's important that we have each other's backs um i'm a changeling a what so i can change my appearance to be any person. Prove it. I change into Chris, but I'm the same height. So I'm like a taller version of Chris. <gasps> you couldn't have changed yourself to be a little shorter. <laughs> so he wouldn't feel accomplished. Chris just looks at her like, like <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, so, like, God. You and are I, God's perfect creature. Yeah. <laughs> I change back into like my normal self. That can come in handy in the future. Is this a normal ability of uh, people of uh, your? Do all people humans. in the capital do this? <laughs> <We're all> humans. <laughs> Did you um, know she was a girl? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do I need to roll for that? <laughs> yeah, roll for it. To see, you know. uh, that's a seven. <laughs> You, time, he had no idea. you were unsure. You were leaning towards girl, but you were unsure. <laughs> so I am a female. Um, of course you are. Look at you. <laughs> your your feminine beauty radiates. The, 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 you light up the entire campsite. I'm just not convinced by his words. Cal um, thinks he played it off real smooth. <laughs> but Cal, to answer your question, no. Not everyone like me. I, I don't know if it came from my parents, because I was adopted, so I don't know my real parents. Um, I do know a couple other people in the capital who are also changeling. It's kind of a tight-knit community, but I just, I think it's important that you guys know that. And just to take this one step further to tell you guys, show you guys that I really trust you, I'm gonna show you my real hair color. <gasps> it's not pink. And 
I change my hair color and it's that like ugly greenish yellow chlorine. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is just as beautiful a choice as anything else. <laughs> I hear Chris like gag and I hurry and change it back to pink and I'm like, anyways, I'm that's all guys. I'm sorry, it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is a neat trick. Speaking as someone with uh, no hair, I think both all of your choice, all of your hair options are magnificent. All of you, truly, just what wonderful stuff. <laughs> I want to make him roll on like persuasion to see if we believe him. Yeah, are you being sincere? Or you should roll. Oh, what it do I? Yeah, what should I roll to see if he's being sincere? If he's just trying to insight. Yeah, insight. Cal is genuinely impressed with people with hair. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's bald as freak. <laughs> Scale sixteen. <laughs> Alright, so were you being sincere? Yes! <laughs> Good to know. I think it's then, neat. Yeah, you know he's sincere. Does anybody else want to share? <laughs> <laughs> now that we've started this share circle. <laughs> me, and, me and Esme are holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, well, what is it you'd like to know? I don't know, secrets. <laughs> kind of telling secrets. I'm afraid I don't have much to... That makes sense. Participate in that regard. <laughs> what does that mean? Bowser? <laughs> Just dodging it. I'm better at answering questions. If you want to know something, ask away. Do you have any secrets? <laughs> <laughs> no? Okay. Is anyone going to roll insight? <laughs> oh, can I roll? <laughs> I got a three. No secrets. <laughs> I've got no secrets. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. And with that, everyone goes to bed. <laughs> <I'm> like, okay. <laughs> roll, roll Chris, you just snoring. <laughs> just saw him log. That's how I imagine he snores. All right. I so, don't want to make that character decision for you. Though, a long so. rest? Yeah, yeah, we'll count that as a long rest so everyone can restore <clears throat> all their stiff. Uh, and as you wake up in the morning, you again hear the soft calls of the haybird <laughs> off in the <laughs> in the forest. And uh, after cleaning up camp, you are uh, once again standing where the path ends at the side of the mountain. There's a large stone door. I no knock. one's outside. <laughs> no one is outside. I knock on the door. And it, you just, it just is there. There's just still a door. Is there like a doorknob or anything? Nope. Just, but it's just two big door panels. I don't know what you. Hmm. I'd like to investigate the door, looking for any secret mechanisms. Okay. Roll investigation. You know, for like a treasure hunter, it is an eighteen. Time, there's no mechanisms on the door. <sighs> For an Indiana Jones. Katie, you, you love that too much, but I roll something real good. <laughs> and there's, and like, there's. And I, it's just a door? Yeah, like, I'm looking in the wrong place. There's a smile that creeps over your face. <laughs> I'm going to put my hand on the door and see if I can sense any kind of magic. Okay. Is that Arcana? Arcana. Yeah. Nope. It's just a door. <laughs> can I try? You're going to try and roll Arcana? Arcana, yeah. Okay. Go for it. It's just a door. Okay. I'm gonna, would anyone else like to make a roll? Does anyone want to see if it's an animal that you need to handle or a medicine check? What is the history of this? I don't know. DM, do you want to give us a little help here? I'm just gonna. I'm not. Push. I'm not a hint I'm giver. Try pushing on the door. All right, you push goes. and the door opens. <laughs> Sometimes a door is just a door. This is I what I'm talking about, people. I see Lord of the Rings, door. okay? Yeah, it's just like a big stone door. And it just moves. Okay. Yeah, door. And no one's there to answer when <laughs> I My knock. My scrawny little ass can push that door open. Yeah. All right. It's just the door, it's obviously. It's the easiest... Puzzle. We solved his door puzzle. Congratulations, you solved my door puzzle. Da, 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 da. Man, yeah, this is going to be an easy adventure, huh? <laughs> yep. I'm, Everything is just straight up what it is. <laughs> I'm just slowly going to push the door open and kind of just peek inside. What? Okay. As you as the door uh, creaks open, they you look in and see a large cavern, and as the sunlight hits this chamber torch lights around the walls of this chamber light up. 
I say? That's the torch sound. Hello there. Hello there. And it, yeah, it just kind of echoes around. Hmm. I suggest we proceed with caution. Stay okay. Frosty. Get paid. Stay frosty, get paid. Mm-hmm. So as you walk in, it's a large circular room with really tall walls. And across the chamber, you can see a stone archway uh, with just one solid slab of stone kind of covering the arch. In the center of the room, there are five freestanding stones that look kind of natural and jagged. And then around the perimeter of the walls, there's a bunch of carvings. What are the carvings of? Words. Uh, is it a language we recognize? It's celestial. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what are the odds? Is it uh, it's just written in common. Oh, oh, what does it say? We've solved Cade's word puzzle. <laughs> So there's, oh, there's five uh, sections of words, five paragraphs, basically, around the room. Okay. Chris looks at these and says, looks like there's a bunch of riddles written around here that we need to solve. And I love riddles. Okay. So the first one says, um, I can read, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> can, can you? <laughs> Okay, I'm not going to make that character choice for you. <laughs> no, yeah, dangerous. Chris knows how to read. He doesn't know how to do math, but he knows how to <laughs> Different strengths. Struck from the rock and the metal she wrought, she breathed life into a ruined blade. By hosts and bandits alike, she is greeted with open palms, though none dare embrace her. Who is she? I think this was pretty easy, right? You guys know? <laughs> I don't know, Chris. You tell us. It's a fire, right? Fire? A fire Don't struck. Don't look at me. A fire <laughs> Did you write me? struck from the rock. And, and what the was metal, the rest? And the metal she wrought, she breathed life into a ruined blade. Yes. She by hosts and bandits alike, she is greeted with open palms. Like you're warming oh. your hands by a okay. fire. Though none dare embrace her. You don't want to like okay. hug, hug you a should, fire. You should not hug a fire. So I think it's fire. Is that over? A do- or the door, or is it just like panels so on a wall? That, that one is directly across the chamber from you, above the stone archway. Okay. Okay. So that one's fire, I think, right? And then as you go down the list, that's going around the room clockwise. Okay. So I'm going to just. Can we draw it out? Can I draw it out? Yeah, you can draw it on can the I bottom bend? on the bottom of that paper. There's actually a, a bunch of white space. So we're in a circular room. That's the round one. And <laughs> he's bad at math, so so it's written right here. If and then directly if, across is an archway. No, so if if that line you made is where you're at, directly across is the archway, and above the archway is that first. Ooh, is the puzzle puzzle. Um, can we say that we're and en- we entered like right here? You can say it's a circle, and you're drawing it, so you can say you entered wherever you want. Okay, so we're from where we entered, where straight are, across where are at the top, straight across from you okay. is the arch, arch, and above the arch is that first riddle you wrote. Okay, so that's what, arch. and then Probably clockwise the in it, around the room are the other four. One, two, three, four. So there's probably going to be some uh, four elements. Uh, Five, convention, don't we, don't we think? Oh, yeah. Five elements. May, put, and then do you say there are pillars or something? There's five stones yeah. in a circle in the middle of the room. Five stones in a circle in the middle of the room. Are they different color? Nope. They're all the same. All the same. Just, just kind of stall, tall standing stones. The stones in here are made out of stones. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> Dwarves so are from hell, confirmed. Is fire. Okay. You guys ready for the next one? Yeah. She clamors, shods and boots of iron, and on paths of iron only does she tread. She cares for nothing but the blazing sun before her, nor for the heat of the road neath her feet. 
for she knows she never needs fear their fire. And so, thus continue in her resounding footsteps. Who is she? She clamors, shod in boots of iron. And on paths of iron only does she tread. She cares for nothing but the blazing sun before her, nor for the heat of the road neath her feet. For she knows she never needs fear their fire. And so thus continue in her resounding footsteps. Who is she? So what if it's like the five different kinds of stone? Okay. Like maybe the, sto- the stones are made of stone, as Kate pointed out. <laughs> They're pretty stony. But what if like, there's the five different... Like what if the first one is... Uh, what do you use to start a fire again? I forget. Flint. Flint. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Or like, mm-hmm. So what if like there's five different kinds of stone that we have to put in different archways? But what stone wants only sunlight uh stained glass (laughs) (laughs) i don't think that's a stone (laughs) i could be wrong what is glass made of sand and what is sand broken down rocks but that's a big stretch broken down rock i rest like i'm 70 percent water so therefore i am an ocean (laughs) every man is an ocean whoa sorry my poetry book comes out next weekend bars (laughs) should we skip that one for now come back to that one yeah let's come back circle okay next one who is he that is battered but never bows who takes wave upon wave of blades and knives upon his crown and yet is never moved. Who, though the heat of the sun beats constantly on his brow, never breaks a sweat. An anvil? Ooh. Oh, yeah. These are hard. (laughs) (laughs) Say it again. He, who is he that is battered but never bows? Or bows? Probably bows. bows. I mean, you're reading it, so. Bows. (laughs) <laughs> Who takes a wave upon wave of blades and knives upon his crown, and yet is never moved? It's gotta be an anvil. Who, though the heat of the sun beats constantly on his brow, never breaks a sweat. I think an anvil sounds sounds good. It sounds like these are the components of a forge. Hmm. Yeah, well, forged in fire, you might say. Read the second one again. She clamors, shod in boots of iron, and on paths of iron only does she tread. It's a hammer. She cares for nothing but the blazing sun before her, nor for the heat of the road neath her feet. For she knows she never need fear their fire. And so thus continue in her resounding footsteps. Who is she? A hammer. hammer. You think so, Esme? I'll try that one. Because what do dwarves like? Making stuff. Pie. And pie. They do love pie. Okay, we're on number four. <laughs> it's a pie puzzle. <laughs> With arms widespread, he blows forth a breathless breeze. Bellows. Bellows. With every breeze he blows, his lover's heart pulses with heat. Who is he? Bellows sounds Bellows. right. His lover is it's probably fire. the forge or fire. Or the forge. That fellows is a bellows. Oh, Thank you, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> And the last one, the first she, the first she breathes, and she is the son of the second and third. She is the lover of the fourth. Lover of the fourth. The first she breathes fire, and the second, and she is the son of the, the son of the second and third. S U N or S O N? Yes, S U N. But it's wind. No, or air. She breathes fire and the lover of the fourth, which is the bellows. Or is it the forge? The first she breathes and the sun, and she is the sun so of the, the second. Oh, so the first one we said was fire. Right, but they're in the second and third, they do mention the, the sun is in there. So maybe we replace whatever this is with sun and then we'll understand what those two are. Mm. And she's the lover of the fourth. So... Or maybe sun means heat. Though the heat of the of the sun, which is this, beats constantly on his brow. And then the other one is, she cares for nothing but the blazing sun before her, mm-hmm. nor for the heat of the road neath her. And that was the hammer. the hammer. I feel like it's like a forge. Forge or air. 
I feel like it's a forge. Like the fireplace? Hmm. <laughs> this is a we're we're on pretty good. We're doing pretty good though. Maybe we right, should Kate? maybe we should inspect <laughs> the stones in the middle. Yeah, can we look at the stones? Yeah. You walk up to the stones. They have the answers on them. <laughs> <laughs> and it says number one. <laughs> uh, so on closer investigation, you see that the stones are not actually just natural and jagged, but they're actually carved with intricate carvings. Oh. <laughs> As you move from stone to stone, you see that all of the images carved on each stone are exactly the same. There are depictions of dwarves working in the mines, baking bread, starting families, and waging war. You see a dragon breathing fire on a cowering crowd, while next to it, a hardy smith works their craft at the bellows. A king overlooks his subjects while an assassin creeps up behind, her dagger dripping with blood. A pauper begs for coins while academics and alchemists debate at pulpits and experiment in laboratories. Every scene is depicted in minute detail from the crown of the king to the dirt on the pauper's face. Each stone appears identical. Heck. Do they move? Nope. They're fixed. I mean, you could try pushing one. Can I push it? Yeah, it doesn't move. (laughs) (laughs) Rats. Okay. So... And there's only the one door in the archway. Correct. Can I touch the fire of that the that the dragon is breathing? It lights up. <gasps> no way! Ha! <laughs> of the first stone. Yes. Okay. The second one. Yeah, I touch the fire on the on the first stone. Okay. And then the second one, I touch the hammer. The, the hammer working on the forge. Okay. And it lights up. Let's go. Okay, the third one. Can you describe the scene again? Anvil. There was someone working on anvil. Do you touch the anvil? Yeah, touch the anvil. Okay, the anvil lights up. Let's go! (laughs) Okay, and then touch the bellows. There was someone working on bellows. Yeah, yes. The bellows bellows lights up. I touch the bellows. Okay, we're missing the fifth one. What's the last scene? (laughs) Do you? No. Yeah, don't mess it up. <laughs> well, 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 there was one... I'm, I'm just asking. There was one depiction that we haven't touched yet from what Kate just described. It was the assassin killing a king with a crown on his head yeah. and a knife dripping with blood. His Do you knife? want me to read it again? Yes. There are depictions of dwarves working in the mines, baking bread, starting families, and waging war. You see a dragon breathing fire on a cowering crowd, while next to it, a hardy smith works their craft at the bellows. A king overlooks his subjects, while an assassin creeps behind, her her dagger dripping with blood. A pauper begs for coins, while academics and alchemists debate at pulpits and experiment in laboratories. Is it blood? Every scene is depicted in minute detail, from the crown on the king's head to the dirt on the pauper's face. Each stone appears identical. She's the lover of the forge. It's got to be the forge. Can we touch the forge? It lights up. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> so as the light, uh, or as the forge lights up on the fifth stone, you hear a groaning and the <laughs> archway. <laughs> Not really like a human groaning, more of like the groaning of machinery. <laughs> so no, not whatever you just did. He beat me to it, man. <laughs> and as uh, this door begins to lift up, a huge swarm of dwarves run into the circular chamber with crossbows and axes drawn and surround your party. I put my hands up. Yeah, yeah. I I'm just gonna raise. raise yeah, hands. I put my hands up. I'm holding no weapon. Sorry, we uh, just really love riddles, um, <laughs> but we are here in peace. Are you gonna say anything? Or I mean, you didn't really give him a chance. To. <laughs> so uh, a heavily armored dwarf steps forward and says, "Hello, my name is Ironbeard. The chief is." 
very eager to meet you. And he points his axe towards the stone gate that just opened and says, this way, please. All right. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm not going to try and put up a fight or, or anything. Do they seem like normal? No, I mean, there, there's a lot of them there that, like, you don't realistically believe you would stand a chance if you tried to engage them. But you're welcome to if you would like. No. I'm just saying, like, you're like, you didn't get my chance, but they're the ones who ran out with crossbows at the ready. I mean, if someone walked into your house, <laughs> solved your riddle, your and solved your riddle security that you have, I just high. want to point out that if it's my doors were unlocked, could I really blame anyone but myself? It was, there was literally five riddles you had to solve. <laughs> That's, That's pretty locked. And they could have just locked a door, but instead, like, oh, he... <laughs> Anyway, Honestly, if somebody's smart enough to solve my five riddles and get into my house, they, <laughs> they deserve they, it. That fair. <laughs> it's their house now. Okay. okay. You're led through a long, winding cavern to a huge cavern that is full of carts on tracks. And the tracks are kind of going off every which way. Like into Donkey darkness. Kong. I will or will not confirm that it is like Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what that means. It means Cranky Kong wrote this <laughs> script for me. <laughs> Ironbeard leads you and the rest of the dwarves over to a long train of minecarts connected together and he gestures for the four of you to clamber into a minecart in the middle of this train. I get the one that's painted like a pig. <laughs> What? You know, like, when you go to, like, a corn maze and they have like, <laughs> That's what I'm picturing. Yeah. I get the pink one. It is now. <laughs> it wasn't before. It's suggesting that we all get in the same one. Chris is mad because he has to get in the one that's like a cow now. <laughs> he's he's going to let you each get in your own. And so mine that is you can like all pick which animal you would like to ride on this. You don't have to allow this. <laughs> this farm. <laughs> you get away with way too much. Yeah. No, I want you to have fun. So, <laughs> okay, so Esme say, is in the pig. Chris, Chris is, in is in the, in cow. the cow. Well, what are the options? I don't want to be in the cow. Chicken, cow, duck? pig, duck. <laughs> oh, I get the duck. Goat. Goats. Duck. Horse. Uh, horse. I want the duck. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, Cal is going to take the cow. Okay. Alistair? I'm hopping in the goat. <laughs> Excellent. That makes sense. And then the dwarves all, good content. all clamber in to the remaining animals and Ironbeard walks up to the front of the train and pulls the little whistle. Yes. And it goes, hey! <laughs> hey! Hey! And a puff of white smoke comes out of the small engine and it starts down the tracks and into the darkness. Ridiculous. Do we hear a loudspeaker that says, hey y'all, welcome to Cornbellies? Okay, just remember. Please that. keep your arms and legs inside the ride at all times. Remember that we did not make you do that. I gave you an out. You know, it's fine. So someday when you have to draw right. the, the graphic novel of this, I will get my revenge. Got a beautiful picture painted for them. So it's okay. yeah, it's, it's all about it's for the listeners. Yeah, you're welcome. It's all listeners. about humanizing the dwarves. Cal would like to look around and see where they have all like the Christmas tree stacked up of pumpkins. <laughs> You can see the haunted corn maze off in the distance. <laughs> he makes a note of that. We're going to hit that on the way out. <laughs> Didn't we already establish that it was Ash's Gate that had the corn maze? <laughs> oh, yeah. Corn mazes are a healthy part of this world's culture. Yeah, you think it's only literally one the city only has a corn maze. <laughs> okay. It's, it's just like how different cities have <laughs> different underground Kate. Okay. Yeah, different museums or different, you know. Spots to visit. Every town has a corn maze. Yeah, here. there's corn mazes, there's singers, and then there's uh, high school football. But that's kind of an Ashes Gate sort of specialty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Friday Night Lights. Right. Anyway. Uh, okay, so as you start chugging into the darkness, uh, you begin traveling at higher and higher speeds. You pass through a tunnel and is then... It, sorry, is it like the Willy Wonka when he like says... The, There's no knowing where we're going. Yeah. <laughs> Iron Beard is on the, on the speaker. Singing a song to us. <laughs> There's flashing lights. <laughs> like, uh, 
Uh, <laughs> These dwarves have very curious customs. So scared. <laughs> they all have bright like... orange skin and green hair. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm going to take a bite of the cart. Is it edible? <laughs> it's made of graham crackers. How did you know? Do the schnozberries taste like schnozberries? <laughs> they do. I'm going to lick the cart like, like Yours Grandpa, is made of metal. Grandpa Joe does. He's like... Have you guys seen that? <laughs> yeah. Stupidy do. Kate's For... got a story ruining too. For the listeners who haven't seen the scene from Willy Wonka where Uncle or Grandpa Joe licks the wallpaper, just go ahead and Google that really quick. <laughs> There's a lot of Pause tongue this. action. There's Pause like an aggressive this. tonguing of go the wallpaper. It's really, really. Uh, it no, makes I you did feel give really you the bad. farm animal carts. This is not the train from Willy Wonka. <laughs> okay, fair. It's enough. a boat. It was a boat. <laughs> Or, yeah, the boat from Willy Wonka. No, these are the freaking mine carts from Donkey Kong, guys. Let's Correct. get it right. But they're painted like animals. <laughs> they're painted like animals. <laughs> but it's if Donkey Kong had a farm train. Yes. Uh, so you pass through a tunnel and immediately drop and start gaining a ton of speed as you whip down further into the caverns. You gotta hit the jump. Uh, <laughs> the scale of, like, space you, uh, mountain to... You come through a cavern where you see huge spewing waterfalls with a lake at the bottom, and then there's a flash of darkness, and then another huge cavern that seemingly is an endless pit. You hit another dark spot and then enter a <laughs> wait. Can I another spit cavern? Into the endless pit. Sure. <laughs> That's the worst <laughs> spitting noise. Sorry. And then you enter a. Stop. Another cavern where there are tons of scaffolds, and you can see dwarves mining and with levees and pulleys, levers. Yeah, I think that's what my brain was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) With pulleys, they're like lifting ores down to where the minecarts can get to them. Hi ho! (laughs) (laughs) And uh, then you. You hit another dark spot. He oh. strikes so hard to get through this. <laughs> <laughs> Just let me read my thing. Can I spit on that? Stop spitting. You spit gonna, on the dwarfs? No. You're going to get thrown off the ride. <laughs> off the ride. <laughs> Did you guys all punch your fast pass before you got on? Uh, we scanned it on our <laughs> smartphones because that's what we do now. <laughs> touched your magic band. So then you enter another spot of darkness and then you come out to the next side and it's a gigantic cave and you can see kind of off in the distance a huge city carved into the walls of this cave. Um, hundreds of buildings that are just lit with faint torch lights and other than that this cavern is just completely dark. At the very far end of the cavern is a huge stone castle, which your train seems to be speeding towards very quickly. Oh man, are we going to stop? <laughs> I'm assuming the dwarves that are piloting this train, piloting, conducting this train, mm-hmm. would stop. I Well, he made it sound like we're not going to stop. Where's, I mean, the, where's the ride operator? <laughs> it's Ironbeard that's in the... He's in the... Front. In the yeah, in the engine. What animal is he in? He's in the engine. Which is the goose, probably. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I imagine the neck is like the smokestack. <laughs> no, it's not a goose. That's a <laughs> I'm going to go insane. <laughs> and uh, so as you get closer and closer to this castle, Ironbeard starts pulling on the brake and the train starts coming to a stop and eventually he kind of hits the brake as you get to a loading dock and signals for everyone to climb out and so you follow all the dwarves out onto this loading dock where Alistair very quickly jumps off of it oh (laughs) are you afraid of this Alistair? I would very much like to never do that again. <laughs> I thought it was so much fun. Did you, did you not put your hands up? <laughs> I had my hands were up the whole time. Do you not find the farm animals whimsical? Farm animals are fine. Oh, did you tell us you were afraid of heights? No. Oh, I said, I did you. you have a secret? And, and you failed you your, your insight. Oh, I did. You're right. <laughs> 
would uh, lie. Uh, Ironbeard guides you and the the rest of this group of dwarves that surrounded you through a gate uh, and onto the steps of this huge palace. There's torches all up the stairway and into the long hallway. And as you get to the end of the hallway, some huge stone doors swing open and you enter a huge torchlit throne room. There's big purple tapestries donning the walls, a rich purple carpet extending all the way from the door to what appears to be an iron throne the far end of the room. And sitting atop that iron throne is an ancient-looking dwarf with a crown atop his head. And he has a very long gray beard. And he clears his throat loudly and says, Approach me, visitors. Okay. I'm going to walk forward and uh, drop to one knee and bow. I'm going to follow suit. Yeah, same thing. And I'm going to curtsy. Oh, good one. Wow. <laughs> he says, wow, very respectful. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, my name is Greybeard, and I'm the chief of the dwarves. Uh, who who are you, and what brings you here? Alistair? We all kind of just like look at Alistair, like, <laughs> what do we say? <laughs> uh, hello. Uh, we have been hired to gather some information about the pieces of the dragon blades. And as you say that, you see his incredibly wrinkled and ancient brow furrow. And he says, what kind of information and who sent you? The capital sends us. Chris is just smiling, like, really positively. Like, (laughs) yeah, uh huh. Uh And uh, Greybeard turns to Ironbeard and says, Captain Ironbeard, uh, throw them in jail. Wait, 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 wait. And that's where we're going to end our session. (laughs) No! Wait a minute, sir. We should have talked about that. We did not use any tact. Maybe that's what Cade wanted us to talk about before we throw them in jail. <laughs> yeah, who Damn does it. it sound like? <laughs> I don't know. It's some caricature of some. <laughs> thanks for joining us for this episode of the Bad Venture Club. Special thanks go out to Eric Lowe for our theme song. You can find him on Instagram and Spotify or through our link tree. Another huge thanks to Jordan Stewart for our art design. You can find him at jstewillustration.com on Instagram or again through our link tree. Make sure to check out Cade's other podcast, No Bummers, wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as Skylar's other podcast, Culture Couch. Cade Larson is our DM and editor. Sadie Melton plays Esmerod. Jordan Stewart plays Christoph Bronzefoot. John Lewis plays Cal Riggerhane. And Skylar Goforth plays Alistair Highwind. Join us back here in two weeks for the next exciting installment. And until then, stay frosty, get paid. Yeah.